Hi, my name is Joy from HealingJoy.com, and I'm a spiritual medium. I haven't always been one. Actually, I grew up in a traditional Chinese family and became an engineer. So my entry into the metaphysical world wasn't easy because honestly, I wasn't looking for it. Trust me, telling my parents that I wanted to leave the corporate world and do readings and healings for people wasn't the easiest conversation to have. But me coming to terms with being a medium in this intangible world of the supernatural, spirits, guides, other realms, it's been a challenge. And I'm still struggling to say what I do for work when I meet new people. This podcast is for me to share with you some of those challenges and to help answer some questions that you may not know who to ask or where to start from. I've been developing and working as a spiritual medium for over 10 years now, and I want to share with you some of these experiences in the hope that it can help you out in your own journey. Because I'm recording this from my house, apparently the most soundproof place is my closet, so welcome to The Closet Medium. Hi everyone! For today's podcast, I actually have a very special guest with me, or not with me, because he's not in my closet. He's actually coming in from New Zealand, and he's a good friend of mine, um, Pat, who's been a confidant and a mentor and a reader for myself. I've known Pat now for, oh gosh, over 10 years. Um, He's a psychic medium. Um, But he, like myself, hasn't always been a psychic medium. He actually has a background as an electrician. And he's been in the Air Force, and he has his own band. So I have a background in engineering. And for me, it was a journey to leap and do this work. And Pat, I'd like to welcome you. Hello. Hi, Pat. And I was wondering if you could share a bit about your journey with us and what made you suddenly decide that, yep, I'm going to be a psychic medium full time. Oh, hey, Joy. Um, That's an interesting question because I originally started going down the track of becoming a Methodist minister. I was in my backyard as a teenager, about 16 years of age, and I was separating the peach tree from the apricot tree because trees will be trees and uh, I got this calling that I needed to serve um, humanity and people and I took and that as being a um, calling to join the ministry. And when you said a calling, do you mean you had a feeling? Did you get a message? Lightning strike? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, like a lightning strike. Yeah. I mean, I was on the ladder and I just had this sudden uh, awakening from within, I'll say within my heart, but it didn't originate from within me. So it wasn't my thought or training of thought because I was more concerned about pruning the trees and not falling off a ladder rather than getting this quest to serve humanity. Um, so from there, I went down the, the Christian path of, or the Methodist path specifically, of seeking. And it wasn't too long before I discovered that certain things didn't line up and I then began to question my role as, as within the Christian faith and things like that. I didn't quite turn my back on Christianity, but I just began to find that certain things didn't add up and then that led me on to this quest to uh, study the, the occult and astrology and the psychic arts and moving in that direction which seemed to line up more with where my my heart was or my psyche was or my viewpoint of the world so um 
that was uh, in of itself a, an interesting journey. But prior to you studying the psychic world or the mystical spiritual world, were you psychic? Did you feel like you had abilities or did you have senses or did you know your guides? I uh, didn't know my guides. Um, I had interest in it, but what's quite Intriguing is that my nanny, Martha, she was a Zulu Sangoma, which is a witch doctor. She must have known uh, because she taught me all sorts of things which came to light much later in my life um, about healing and herbs and energy fields around people and that type of thing. Uh, so she must have known I had an ability at some point because my brother, she taught different things. So... Uh, Martha and Derek would uh, play soccer in the backyard and uh, that type of thing. Whereas with me, it was always about this mystical teaching, this training in, in becoming a, a son Gorma, if you like. Um, which at that time I just appreciated and learned something like a sponge, but I wasn't recognizing till I was about 22 or 23 that Martha knew and I didn't. Um, but yeah, um, so I had this sort of great mental in the early part of my life and not realizing it. Oh, that's amazing. And it's funny you say that because um, before I opened up, I felt people would tell me things like, you have a lot of light or you're intuitive. And I had no idea what they were talking about. So it's almost like we might not know, but there are people that know that there's a gift with us. Yeah, correct. And, and I've seen people too, and I've told them, you know, this is this is what it is. And and, um, and so you just drop a couple of hints. I don't force them onto the path. I just drop a few hints here and there, just to give them enough clues to here's a good place to start. And it's interesting you talk about a place to start on a path. So, what is this spiritual path, and and what is your starting point? Uh, well, through my observation and my own experience, I have divided this roughly into about four different sections. The first one I call the seeker or the initiate. And for those of us who started the path will know this, this is quite familiar, where we're reading six books at a time. We become a psychic workshop junkie. We trying to watch every YouTube video ever made about the psychic arts and the tarot cards and astrology and finding our way. So this is the seeker um, part, and that can go on for maybe two years. It's um, And there's just not enough time to learn everything we need to learn or so we think. Uh, and it's an exciting time, a very interesting time, and occasionally, um, well, after a while, we begin to find what I call the golden thread. There's a, a common thread that links more religions and more philosophies together. And there's a kind of a, a common truth. And it's not necessarily a particular point, but there's, as you're doing all these workshops, we see that there's a common theme that comes through them. And when you hit that stage, you begin to experiment with it and start to implement what you've learned. So this is the next stage, which I call the firewalker. Um, so just picture hot coals and you're walking across with bare feet. Yeah, it's, it's preparing you for, do, for doing that and it's recognizing that, hey, this is fun, this is interesting, I'm happy to explore this, experiment with it and perhaps make it part of my life as, as I'm going forward. 
Um, and at some point, uh, you become really good at it, and you can be really psychic, and you can you know pick the uh, winning horses or someone's relationship and that type of thing. And it's an exciting, enthusiastic, enthralling time. And then comes the next stage, which I call the light bearer. And this is always yeah. Um, sorry, just to, just to interrupt you really quick for a question. So, do you think you? Well, I guess we already covered this. You have a natural ability, but then you did the seeker stage and sought out what fit best with you because we know there's so many different practices out there. And then do you think you developed your tool or your gift more by focusing on what happens and, and focusing on, I guess, practice? Yeah, yeah. So you, you're seeing what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and then you you play into your strengths. And do you? Okay, so do you think anyone can develop any tool, or you naturally have a gift? For, I'd say you have an inclination towards um, a particular set. So, for example, some people are clairvoyant, so they like to see pictures and images and talk in colours and see spirit guides and so on. I myself am clairaudient, um, which ties in with my sort of musical past. So I like to listen to the voice of music or lyrics that might pop into my head um, to give me messages. Um, other people are sent in so they get a touch or feeling or a sense of, of what's happening. Of course, you're clear core cognient, so they just know. They don't know how they know or why they know. They just know. Um, so it's working with those senses. But then I like to use tarot, and I use medieval astrology. The Alberuni astrology never made any sense to me. Still doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but medieval astrology, myself, we just clicked. So there are, I would say, would or would you say, there are certain gifts you have and you can play to those strengths, but it won't stop you from learning other tools, but you just oh, correct. might yeah. not be as good at them or it might take a while. It takes a time, but, but I, I always tend to say to my students, you start with your strengths and then pick up the other ones as you go because you, you want a complete repertoire after a while. So even if you're comfortable with a clairvoyant reading or doing auric readings, um, it's a skill that you can learn and you can develop over time, but get comfortable with the set of tools you, you like to work with, and they are your, your go-to um, tools before okay. you um, explore the others. Okay, no, that makes sense. Don't feel like a failure if you if you not clairvoyant. Yeah, no, it it doesn't mean it just means it's not your strength necessarily. So yeah, or not your strength now. Yeah, exactly. You can work but, on things. Yeah later so so there is that right okay sorry to interrupt you were talking about the third the third stage going back to this thing um you come through the initiation stage then the firewalker stage and that's a fun upbeat creative exploring stage and then reality kicks in this is the onset of the light bearer and it's always preceded by a, a journey through the dark night of the soul or a massive epiphany so for me, I was reading at Parramatta and I foresaw someone's departure from this world. So I got very clearly that they were not going to live the next three months. Um, they were going to expire somewhere in that point. I also at the 
same time had to impart some knowledge to another client who um, it was clear that her husband was having an affair. Um, this was a very strange situation because he was actually having an affair with another man and not another woman. So that was uh, very, very destructive. But it suddenly helped me recognize that I can't just play with this stuff. This is real and it affects people's lives. And um, what is the best way to deal with that? And is this something I really want to do? Do I actually want to be the reader who is imparting you know, bad news to people? Um, am I cut up for that job? And it's, and it's something that we all go through as we leave that firewalker stage into the light bearer stage and it's the universe testing us. Well, are you sure you really want to do this? Um, because I'm going to throw some challenges at you and it's always where your blind sides are or the biggest um, issues you might have. So if someone, I had a, a fellow reader who was working with me, who um, they come out the end of their firewalker stage and into the light bearer stage and for them in one day they had one client after another after another who all mentioned a suicide in the family or a suicide very close to them and that really pushed their buttons because um, something that that particular reader had been thinking about quite a lot at that time and that was their trial by fire if you like and what happens in the light bearer stage there's this i bring the light to other people but i'm still working within myself in my own circle shedding light that can draw people to you who are very, very needy and in need of help. It can also draw in hostility uh, because your light reveals other people's shadow. So if someone hasn't dealt with the fact that um, they haven't paid their phone bill, yeah, then whenever you show up, they're reminded of that and they're going to take that out on you or they're going to try and pass rumors and squash you and that type of thing. So the light bearer stage is one of solitude it is um, tricky because you want to go and brush in and help and heal people. And the trick here is to be a lighthouse, if you like, where you are orientating people. So this is where I stand and this is where I'm shining my light. And this is where you are in life. Um, but we're not trying to put ourselves between the lighthouse and the rocks below and getting crushed and that type of thing. So the light bearer, I associate that with the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Um, that's available somewhere on Google or whatever. I've forgotten the poet's name, but it's my favourite poem. But, yeah, it's a story of a guy who goes out in a boat and he kills an albatross and all sorts of calamities happen to him while he's at sea. And he comes back, but he has this gift of showing people what he did. He, as a result of his actions and the terrible things that he did, he's become more enlightened and he gives light to other people as a result. So uh, that is the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Um, I can relate to this light bearer stage, and it is a very difficult stage. Uh, I myself went through it before I became the closet medium, became, became evolutionary, became who I am, and creating mediumship and being a medium as part of myself, as part of my identity to own it. I felt very alone at one stage um, because I was things weren't fitting right with my friendship circles or my job. It just felt very uncomfortable because I think I was denying a part of who I was, which is, you know, this gift 
and my role as a healer to help people. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know if I wanted that exactly what you were feeling, that responsibility or this to be a part of my life. Um, I was sensing things and I knew I had a gift and, and I was blessed with it and I wanted to help people. But at the same time, completely this to say, yep, this is what I do. Um, and it's, it is a responsibility when people are asking you some very serious questions and you don't want to hurt people or get it wrong and it's a lot of pressure, but then at the same time, you can't let it play into your ego either because it's like, this is a connection from spirit. I'm just relaying the message. I'm the messenger. So there were times I felt very alone and I didn't have a community of people like yourself to share things with. Um, at one point, I remember I spoke to one of my best friends who is a very devout Catholic. And I was telling her what I was experiencing, what I was thinking of doing and, and pursuing a part of me. And she just couldn't go there with me. She said, I can't talk about this with you. It, it was just against her religion. And I, I was a little bit devastated. Um, so it is a trial, I think, of, of yourself. And that light bearer stage is, I think, also an opportunity to find your true tribe of who you are, shedding layers within yourself to heal, to figure out who you are on the soul level and finding the real people you're meant to connect with and trusting those connections. So, yeah, no, I, I completely relate to that poem and completely relate to this, this stage that you're talking about. Correct. And once you accept the light bearer stage, um, and this has certainly been my case, um, as Joy mentioned earlier, I used to be an electrician. And yeah, I was a reasonably good electrician, but didn't enjoy it. Um, but I was getting pulled more and more into working with the light and the psychic arts and that type of thing, uh, to a point that um, I got significantly unwell. I had some sort of liver kidney virus, and that took me out of the trade altogether and at one point uh, endocrinologist gave me about 12 weeks to live and, and it, yeah and I had two um, had two voices in my head at the time the first one goes because I felt so unwell at the time there was relief um, that was the first voice was like, oh, 12 weeks yeah I can do 12 weeks I think I can last 12 weeks uh, bloody 12 weeks so you yeah, um, I don't mind if I go in that time so uh, I had no issue around death at that point because I was that unwell. Death was actually a welcome sight. The second voice was, that's nonsense. Uh, it was a stronger word than nonsense. Um, and as I left as an endocrinologist, I started to listen to the other voice. And that is the voice that said, you need to change your lifestyle, you need to change your diet, you need to change out who the hell you hang out with, and that type of thing, and you will get well. Um, your time has not yet come. You still have service to offer us and something about remember our agreement. And I uh, need to try and recall what the hell the agreement was or where I did it. But anyway, there was an agreement somewhere. Um, and then from that point, uh, I moved full time into this work in about 2006. So um, I was reading occasionally on weekends, but still working as an electrician before that. But 2006, yeah, the light bearer side of me pull me into this work full-time, every day, um, anywhere. Um, 
you know, I've been in Scotland and done readings there, um, sometimes online, sometimes for people there who just might need some, some connection at that point. So um, light bearers, we track people to us that need help. Sometimes we are taken to people who need our, our assistance as well. Um, and that's always interesting. So if you're living with that guidance and open to that guidance, yeah, light bearer is an exciting phase, but it is one that is lonely. And as Joy mentioned, there comes a point where you start to find your people. You start to find the people you connect with and you want to build life with and you can bounce ideas off and that type of thing. Um, and this is handy because occasionally I might have a client that I'm having some trouble with and I might pass them over to Joy and say, hey, Joy, can you read for this person? Because you might be able to say it better or say it differently to what I can and vice versa. And it's this point where we then transition into the final stage, and I call this the temple builder stage. This is where I build a, and it's not some physical building, um, it's a safe place for me to work with my friends and my colleagues to make the world a better place. Um, so there's points of light, it's not just a single light bearer, it's lots of light bearers interconnected right across the world. Um, just making this world a, a better place and this is the stage where I'm finding I'm in now because I was in, I was in light bearer for many 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 years um, timber build is still fairly new to me but it's something I've been aware of having been maybe for about six maybe seven years but certainly six years where there's this I don't need to build an empire or anything fancy like that but it's just it's about getting points of light with other people and so if a client does come to me um, I can direct them in yeah, and I agree. I think I'm in that similar stage. I'm trying to build a community, um, yeah. basically, because I want to help develop people and not have them be so alone when they have questions. And I'm so grateful to have someone like you as my mentor and my friend. And I just am grateful for you being on your path and taking that leap and following those signs to say do this because I know my life has been better for it and I just um, if anyone wants to get a reading from Pat Pat does astrology tarot and lovely energy readings um, and he's in New Zealand but he does things primarily online and um, I will have your bio and website um, it's soulandpepper.co.newzealand Yep. And I'll have that listed um, in the advertisement of this podcast. But um, I just want to thank you for you and thank you for your time today, Pat. You've always been so inspirational and amazing. And I, I just want to let people know in case they join my online classes, Pat does come and teach sometimes. And he's done some amazing classes on numerology, auras, pendulums, all sorts of things. So um, thank you again for today, Pat. Always a pleasure, Joy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me today. And for more information about classes I teach or private sessions, please go to theclosetmedium.com.